Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the NXT Wrestling Inc. after show. And have we got a show for you? The bad guys united. Ali's mad about what's going down on Raw, and everyone ended up in Dragonoff's lap. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by NYC Demon Diva and the man that actually put the show together today, Glenn. <laughs> thank you so much for doing the heavy lifting. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, I, I believe you got it wrong, though. It was N Bexty tonight that we watched. And that is a banger shirt idea, by the way. I it loved is. it. I loved it. Uh, but... We got a lot to cover. Issa, how did how did the live stream uh, go for you? It was fine. Not long, I should say. It was fine. There was a lot of really good in-ring stuff. Are you going to copy everyone else's comments and pretend they're your own? <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> uh, I might have had that before where my wife says something funny and I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I'll use that later oh. on the podcast. Yeah, we were. I was talking with a friend the other day about that movie that came out a few years ago where everyone forgot the Beatles. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yesterday. He copied, yeah, he, and he copies their songs and stuff. I was like, man, I would do that with everything. I would go through and just start Googling every band that didn't make it, and I would be the greatest songwriter of all time. I'd start doing that with comedians, I'd steal their jokes, I'd steal everything. <laughs> steal it all that's so, so if jack farmer ever gets access to a time machine he's just gonna go back in time and like release like taylor swift's blank space in 1959 right. you know and it's gonna blow people's minds yes uh except they won't have the whole starbucks lovers Starbucks yes, yes. lovers controversy oh actually that would be a good twilight zone like thing where you go back in time and you do it and then you realize like you're tone deaf and can't sing so you have all the hit songs in your head, but you have no way to communicate them to people. Glenn, I would let the world know I am tone deaf and can't sing very quickly in this <laughs> alternate universe. They're like, Jack, those words are awesome, but you're terrible. <laughs> do, do you want to just write for other people? Nope. These are my songs. <laughs> my songs. The people have to hear my version. <laughs> now let me blow your mind with this little tune called My Humps. As I'm, as I'm like, this is for my new album, Taylor's version. And they're like, why is it called Taylor's version? Don't question me. I'm an artist. <laughs> um, oh, it's good to be back, Jack. It's good to do this again with you and have you along for the ride. Uh, man, NXT tonight, huh? Yeah, let's uh, let's chat about that. But of course, we've got some news. Everyone in the chat, by the way, make sure to like, comment, share, yeah. subscribe. But I want to talk a little bit about some news going on. There was a big nxt tryout that went down with a lot of big names there that i'm really eager to see uh if they made it of course there was guys like richard holiday there was uh jasmine allure was there there was the one that i think caught a lot of people's eye though glenn uh hollyhood Haley j from the show wrestlers yes america's I sweetheart hollyhood Haley j now i've only seen the first two episodes so oh no my god spoilers in the chat but Glenn, I want your thoughts on her getting a, a tryout and what you predict will happen with that, as well as, are you like me and do you call it The Wrestlers, even though that's yeah. not her name? And I keep having to say Wrestlers Netflix, because I want people to understand there was that other production like five years ago, also called Wrestlers. 
Um, but look, here's the thing. I heard many of you talk about this on Twitter and we're like, oh, the show's really good. So Saturday, I'm sitting around with my wife and we're like, okay, we're just going to put on one episode. We get our fill of wrestling during the week. We watched all seven episodes in one sitting, no break. Um, if you liked uh, Breaking Ground, back on the network if you like those espn specials they used to do about behind the scenes of nxt even if you liked the original tough enough like wrestlers is 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 ovw man it's the old wwe developmental now run by al snow it's on its own and it's it's struggling to get by and make money they've got a kentucky sports uh legend matt jones who's an investor now there's a lot of conflict with him but you watch this show and uh you see these characters some names that you might know like mr spectacular and some wrestlers that you've seen on the indie scene um but then you see the story of someone like cash flow and this is a guy that came up with daniel bryan and cm punk and you know now he's still grinding it out trying to earn 100 bucks a night selling merch which is fascinating learning also about how Al Snow was just losing money hand over fist with OVW. But then they introduced us to Hollywood Haley J um, who was just the breakout star of the show. Uh, she hasn't been wrestling that long, but she's, you know, one of those like living the gimmick sort of characters. And it didn't shock me at all. The WWE would especially be like, Hey, we're about to do a series of tryouts down at the performance center. Let's get her on a plane and get her out here because, um, you know, the core fan base is watching this product. She's got a lot of potential. The only thing that's interesting as you get into the later episodes, you see a little more backstage of her interpersonal issues. And I worry that WWE would say maybe she's not mature enough. You know, we've been through this before uh, with uh, talent that had problems with their relationships. Um that uh were quick to confrontation and anger, and knowing this up front, like maybe that stacks some of the odds against her a little bit, but I think um, very compelling television to watch around wrestlers. Like you're going to binge this show. She's uh, phenomenal. And everyone else in the show is phenomenal. Um, and Al Snow, of course, still, you know, comes across as a really thoughtful, smart guy. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to have them really put it all out there. And I think there's you a little more about her backstory. You understand why she has some of these issues. Um, and is prone to conflict this way, given the things she's been through. And I definitely feel for her with that. But I, I just almost wonder if to an AEW WWE, that's going to be like almost too much TMI up front going in. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever you have any type of celebrity, it obviously is going to help you in that world. Yeah. But there is the other side of it with the NIL program where you've got these absolute super athletes who you can get that are, you know, don't have issues that they've got to worry about or at least don't have issues that are made public at this point that are going to get them scrutinized so that's what she's going to have to balance uh but what i love about the show so far and uh i'm probably going to try to get through as many of these episodes as i can because i'm loving it isa is that i always talk to my non-wrestling fans about one of the reasons people like pro wrestling is the business side of it and like how to make money and how to book and things like that and I never feel like they really understand what I'm talking about, but this show right. does such a good job. And I don't know if you've seen the show, but uh, I haven't had time to check it out yet, but yeah. it's definitely on top of my to watch list, just based out of what I'm hearing from everybody. It, it's just so good at like showing the business side. And so like I have a friend who's watching it. And now when I talk about, does this person draw or does this person, you know, or how are you going yeah. to make money? Like they get it like, oh, I get what you mean by that now. I always find that crazy and I love that they're like 
pursuing that side of, of the business as well because sometimes I have a lot of friends that are not into wrestling like you mentioned and I'll post like a story or something on my socials and they see these huge events or these big crowds and they're like wait that's a wrestling event and I'm yeah. like yes it is a big deal like when I'm at Wrestlemania like it blows my, the mind of some of my friends um, you know that are just not familiar with any of this at all so it's always like I always start telling them like wrestling draws a lot of money and, and I go into these explanations and they just never understand it i'm super excited though to to yeah. like watch this show because of now you guys are like obviously putting it over so but good. i just heard so many things people on my chat on, over on my youtube channel everybody's suggesting it i'm like all right you talk me into it i'll try to check it out within the next few days yeah and uh ovw having trouble filling 400 seats i think this show i, I think uh Haley has a huge career ahead of her if not now with wwe i think it's it's inevitable that she ends up at wwe or AEW, but um, this is the best lifeline that could that OVW could have been thrown. Um, you know, it's not really a spoiler because I think it happens in the first episode or two. They had a pay per view early last year that did seventy buys, seven yeah. zero on Fight Ouch. TV. Like they really need the support, and I think that this rockets them to the top of being like the last true indie in uh, on a national level doing TV weekly and professional wrestling. Yeah, when yeah. You, what I love about hearing the number two, like 70 buys, is I would say that means you can count the buys, you can count the people in the seats, and you know how much they made, and you can do some quick math. Oh, yeah. See how quickly that could become a very tough business to stay in. But that's the wrestling business. I don't think people understand sometimes how razor thin the, the margins are, yeah. especially at these smaller levels. Uh, and how hard it is to actually make money in pro wrestling. And we see it. I mean, we see guys like Shira, who was in Impact, who was in NXT for a brief period of time. I mean, he's working a day job. You know, a lot of these uh, wrestlers are just a scraping lot of wrestlers to get have by. Their day jobs. And when they're starting out, especially like in the indies or like the smaller companies, and you see them spend more in gear, taking care of themselves mm -hmm. and driving to the venues and what they're making, but they need that exposure as wrestlers. Like it is a fascinating aspect that doesn't get exposed or talked a lot. Um, about a lot. I also really like the one that they did on Apple TV about the Monster Factory. Mm -hmm. I thought that show was also excellent. There's a lot of really good wrestling shows out there. Yeah. Uh, I will say that means uh, for anyone, by the way, if you if there's a wrestler you like, uh, obviously sharing their stuff on social media is great, but buy their merch and things yeah, like that. Seriously. It's a huge, especially if it's like a person at a, an indie company or maybe someone who's not on, at AEW or WWE, that buying a shirt or whatever makes a huge difference for them. And so that I always say is like the best way you can support them. Cause not only are you going to get merch, you can wear their stuff, but you're actually putting money directly into their pockets, which is so yeah, important huge. at that level. And buy some OVW pay-per-views on fight, please watch their YouTube channel. House knows got to keep the lights on. Yeah. Uh, someone who, as far as I know, was not at the tryout was Jade Cargill, which seems to be the talk of the town. Where is she going to be at? Uh, Dave Meltzer talked about the plans that they're cooking up for her in WWE, uh, saying they're doing main roster creative for her right now. It's high priority. So they're not like bringing her in to be like, you know how they could bring in some of the, of the NXT people like Von Wagner or Alba Fire. Alba Fire is actually a good one. Like Alba Fire, she was brought up, or Casey Catanzaro, Katana Chance. They are brought up and they have no idea what to do with them. And they just kind of disappear into the dust. It's almost like, why did we even bother calling them up? 
She is not earmarked to be like that. She's earmarked for real stuff. Issa, as of my understanding right now, Jade Cargill is still a free agent, hasn't signed any contracts. Um, so when these are happening, we're hearing about plans being made for her. How much of this do you think is them trying to actually book her? And how much of it is WWE trying to sell her on signing with them? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, if you if you buy the rumors and the news, she is signed, and it's just a matter of where they're going to have her, what they're going to do with her. I, I will say, I think that Jay Cargill, whatever the rumors or the news happening, whether she's trying to negotiate a better, like she's, she's got money written all over her, and it's just a matter of how do you use her. So I am hoping that the news that we're talking about are actually true, and they're trying to think of what storyline. Yeah. How do we bring her in, and how do we really capitalize? Because a mistake that AEW made and what might have cost them having Jay Cargill is just not putting her ever on something significant. Yeah, she had the streak, but they never put her against any of what they consider their main event players. We never saw her go against Britt Baker. She was never in the world title picture. So. I, I would hope that if you're going to bring somebody like that, there's also rumors out there that she signed for significantly more than what they'll bring somebody in. Mm -hmm. Then I will hope that you go ahead and book her. In addition to that, she doesn't have as much experience as other the people that you brought in. So how do you highlight her strength and kind of like hide her weaknesses until we get her to where she wants, where we want her to be at, right? Because a lot of people talk about, her still being green or her not being ready in the ring, but she was wrestling two matches every two months. Of course, she's not yeah. going to be ready. WWE is going to give her the opportunity, have a performance center, which they don't have uh, AEW, that's going to get her there. So I think wrestling, you can learn. But having that it factor that Jay Cargill uses, that's something that cannot be learned. She already comes with the hardest part of the game. So just plan something good for her because Jade is money. The yeah. amazing thing, though, I'm sorry, Jack, to cut you off. I was the amazing thing, though, is that the hardcore fan base is going to be waiting every time there's an open challenge, every time there's potential for a swerve. I don't care if it's NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. If it's a women's match, they're going to be waiting for Jade to do a run-in, make a debut, win a title. Like, As somebody who does live watch alone, Glenn, I can tell you that her name has been brought up yesterday. Absolutely. It was brought up today on my chat. Everybody's like, make yeah, your open challenge. It's going to be Jade. And I'm like, everybody yeah. needs to chill. You guys need to chill. But yeah, the people are really waiting for this to happen. But Glenn, one of the things I want to ask you about with Jade is everyone's talking about how she needs to train or maybe she's not ready for the main roster or whatever. But I look at the, the history of WWE and they've done great. But I look, you know, Logan Paul wasn't wrestling mm -hmm. a ton of matches. Bad Bunny wasn't wrestling a ton of matches. They are, WWE is clearly able with the talent they have to take someone with less experience than Jade Cargill has and make them look like a million bucks. Is NXT really necessary for Jade Cargill? It depends on the gimmick. I mean, let's remember Ronda Rousey's first match was a tag match, you know, with her uh, teaming with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. So I think, um, I think that, look, if they want her to have a Goldberg-esque run in the women's division, then I don't think she needs to elevate her skills beyond what we've seen in AEW. If they want her to come in and put on, you know, five-star, super athletic, technical matches, then yes, NXT would be good. But I think that, you know, in a weird way, this is a chess game still with WWE and AEW. And... What's funny is there's very few pieces WWE is interested in claiming from AEW. You know, Cody was one. CM Punk might be another. 
I think Jade is on that short list. Um, MJF might be somebody in the future, but this isn't like, I mean, Tony Khan seems to, I mean, if, for quite a period of time, he's brought in a lot of people that weren't well used in WWE, you know, or were sort of dormant with their career. So I think that with WWE, they want people that they can get something out of and take it to the next level that they feel were, you know, already big, but they can make them even bigger. And I think Jade fits that mold hundred percent. Yeah. I think, um, also to, to your point about where they're taking the, the people they seem to be picking up from AEW WWE is in an interesting spot now where they've done so well with that NIL program mm -hmm. that when it comes to the people who are wrestlers, they can be very choosy about who mm -hmm. they want. And it's no longer about, I think trying to, load up your with ammunition with wrestlers anymore it's about like do we have space for these people because we've got this new class of super athletes because the nil program whatever you feel about it the people they're bringing in are absolute super athletes it's it's insane and so they've got those they've got super athletes they've got people with the look you've got to be able to stand up with them and so they can be picky at this point i think and that's why Cody, Jade, and I think there'll be more from AEW, but I don't, I don't predict WWE will raid AEW's talent no. in a big way ever. Uh, yeah, for that very reason. Tony Khan seems like the kind of rich kid that wants his parents to buy him like every GI Joe action figure, but he just plays with the same five. And they're like, Tony, you haven't even opened the other ones. He's like, but I appreciate having them. <laughs> You keep some in the box, Glenn. That's yeah. what you do as a collector, okay? <laughs> uh, we got a few super chats before moving on to the uh, the main show here. Uh, Kelvin Alexander saying, give Electra Lopez all the belts. Strong words, Issa, for a wrestler who didn't compete tonight. But do you think Electra Lopez deserves all of the belts? I'm not sure about all of the belts, but I think that Electra Lopez and Lola Vice are money right now. And I'm really, really enjoying what they're doing. I'm enjoying their pairing and I want to see where it goes. Uh, and uh, just I'll get to it now. Malik Black saying, no, I'm dark going to risk it all for Jade to join Meta 5. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, huge pop. Huge pop for that. <laughs> No, Amdar is one of my favorites. Uh, let's let's get into the show. But as always, if you're watching or listening, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple while you're hanging around. We haven't had one of those in a while. So that would be very appreciated um, to, to do that. Uh, then I can, well, what I like to do is I like to screen grab it and then send it to all the bosses over at Wrestling Inc. and say, look how great we are. Uh, so if you want me to send a... a a passive aggressive email to my boss leave a five-star review saying nice things about me um <laughs> uh then uh <laughs> so anyways yeah pepita ricky kelvin mdb 999 baby eyes Corey pride mike martin uh everyone else Juan, beer beer Money. melissa hernandez thank you guys so much for being here kelvin with a super chat real quick says <laughs> Jade should start in NXT under a mask for a few months. Call her Black Ebony Diamond. Why don't use the I same mask Hogan wore as like Mr. America? Because it's going to be so obvious. Could you imagine it. how little patience the NXT audience would have for that? That's none. 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 Never joined Schism. No, what's going on with Schism, by the way? 
well, well, that I'm excited to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about this this opening segment here. Becky Lynch comes out and she says it's the NXT World Tour. And Becky gives us a rhyme about all the potential challengers she may face. She eventually starts talking about Tiffany Stratton. And that brings out the former champ who teases a rematch tonight, but says that she wants it on a bigger stage in Bakersfield. Bakersfield. I saw you tweeted about that too. I thought the same thing. I was like, Bakersfield. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But okay. I got to shout this out. I popped for this so big. This is kind of a deep cut. There was a leaked training class video from 2013, a few years ago that had Becky doing a rhyming gimmick in promo class. So the and fact she used she was, to do all the punch things yes. to rhyme in her stories back on her NXT days. I thought yes. because he brought me back to that as well. Absolutely. This was so classic tonight with this. Um, loved her opening the show. And uh, Tiffany Stratton's getting that rematch in Bakersfield. It was, it was the phrasing of it, like, at the bigger stage. And no mercy in Bakersfield. In Bakersfield. <laughs> The- yeah, she should have paused for a second and be like, wait a second, where's Bakersfield? <laughs> Bakersfield. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna be able to drive through Bakersfield safely after this show because Bakersfield, come on. I mean, even Bakersfield's not, like, really? Not even Fresno. <laughs> uh in any case, um it, it turns to violence as it always does in NXT, and eventually Kiana James helps to attack Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch fights him off, and we're going to get a two-on-one match later in the night. Uh, Issa, what were your thoughts on this opening segment? It sounds like you liked the rhyming of Becky Lynch. Yeah, it brought me back to, to back to those days of Becky Lynch. And if you've been following her for a long time, you remember her puns. Like, she always had the puns. She did the rhymes. I have seen the video um, Glenn, Glenn is referring to. Um, I like their back and forth. I, I just didn't like that Tiffany did the, oh, you're going to get the rematch tonight? No, you get it at no mercy. It was like, why did you do the baby face and the heel in the same sentence? They should have let Becky say, oh, you want the rematch tonight? And then, you know, like, Tiffany say no, because she just did it in the exact same sentence. It's like, that was a quick mood swing. And I I ended up liking, and we're getting to the main event later, I ended up liking the pairing, but Kiana James and Tiffany felt so random when she came out. And I was like, maybe some of the NXT heels are like teaming up to keep Becky out of NXT or they're mad that she came down to NXT. You know, like that would be a good story for long term if Becky's going to stick around for a while. But it did. It did feel very random. And another thing that I will say if I'm nitpicking, it felt predictable. As soon as I said it was going to be a two on one, I was like, okay, what face is going to help Becky? Like I started going through my head through the baby faces in in the NXT women's roster to see who was going to be the one helping Becky. Yeah, it, I knew it was because it wouldn't make sense, right, Glenn? If this was like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be one on one in Bakersfield, but tonight it's two on one. I mean, if, if Becky wins a two on one, why even have the singles match later, right? I know. If me and my friend can't beat up somebody, I'm not going to go fight them by myself. Like, that's crazy talk. I just wonder uh, how they're going to get out of this uh, with Becky if she's going to hold the belt beyond No Mercy, I, which I think she should. Um, but to have Tiffany Stratton win it back, I don't know how we do that convincingly, especially now that they're taking the NXT title and putting it on Raw. I think that WWE, or pardon me, TKO now and the corporate bosses would be very smart that until USA signs that new TV deal with a bump for NXT, they should keep that belt on Becky. Ratings, Rebecca, work. 
I mean, look at the numbers they did last. Yeah, week. huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin says Becky bars <laughs> Drop, dropping bars. Get- Unfortunately, she got outbarred later on by scripts, but we'll get into that later. Oh my god. That- <laughs> so- I want to talk about, before we get into that little group, I want to talk a little bit about the family. They're trying to figure out who their next challengers are going to be, and so they're going to have everyone fight it out. Glenn, is it a hot take for me to say I like the family better when they weren't champions? Um, I just like them when they give them TV time. Honestly, I don't care. I mean, the title is good. You know, as, as Tony D would say, it's it's about respect. And as in sync would confirm. Um, but I think that them having those titles is good for them. It's weird though that since they've had those titles, I actually feel like they've been on TV less. Mm-hmm. I think they need another hot storyline. Since Tony D went to jail, it's been a little, it's been coasting a little bit. Yeah, Issa, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Uh, Glenn kind of hit the nail on the head. Is I feel like they had more TV time and were doing more interesting things when they weren't the champions because they had stories going on where now it feels like since they've won the title, all they ever really do is go, who should we have a match with? You know, I think <laughs> yeah, they're and, chasing and, it, you know, and especially that huge story. We had Tony in prison. Like that story was so elaborate. We thought yeah. that, you know, that he was going to turn on and did, like that. He was this niche. Like that story was just so out there that it almost feels like whatever feel you give him after is not gonna work compared to that. Look, he said Tony needs to go back to jail. Yeah, I think it's a creative issue. I think we have the tag teams. It's just a matter of, they all feel like they're involved in something else, right? The Creed yeah. brothers have been involved doing something else. You have Los Lotarios, like they're too busy with their telenovelas that it doesn't feel like anybody cares to go after the tag champs. So I do think the creative needs to put a little more effort because a lot of us waited a long time to see the dawn of NXT win some gold. So let's, let's, let's make it right. The, the tag team division is kind of in a weird spot too, where it feels like the people who I feel like should be getting title shots are the same people who have had all the title shots. Yeah. And, but I don't believe anyone else if they get the title shot, you know, like, I don't know. Those dudes rolling with scripts. Now those look like the hardest cats in all of NXT, the hardest cats. in. <laughs> I mean, it... like I was looking at, cause they've done. These, what are we no, I mean, I mean, that, that was, that was street. <laughs> they were literally in an alley. You can't get more street. They were literally in the back streets, the alleyways. The well, let's. This is my thing. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. I um. So basically, they come out and they say that they know what it's like to go to bed hungry, and they don't want to go to bed hungry anymore. But Glenn, what I wish they changed about this, if I could nitpick this a mm. bit, because I agree with you, they look tough. They look like they're big. I do wish I'd see them wrestle every now and again. But I felt like that scene would have been better if they lost the dice game, and then they just beat up the dudes and took their money anyways. That could have worked. I mean, they were, they were shooting dice in an alleyway, so that's how you know they're hard. Right. But they play by the rules, you know. They... <laughs> it's true. It's better when, when I mean, like Dijak, he plays by his own rules. Di- you know, Dijak you got, a, you got a chessboard, he decides he wants to play checkers. He's Deal gonna... with it. <laughs> and if you win, he's going to take it out on some tree. But uh, Issa, how do you feel about uh, Bronco and Lucian and uh, Scripps? I like them. I, I like this segment. I thought this is the most Reggie. I think this is the most original version of Reggie that we've seen. And I know he's still going by scripts, but I didn't buy the, the yeah, I didn't buy the the wine boy. I didn't want this Reggie, I kinda I kinda buy him, you know, the the mask, the scripts, the whole thing was weird. 
I liked it. I think it, 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 it gives you a different aspect and a different vibe. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be nice to see them wrestle here or there, but we got to establish some, some new characters here, and I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, they definitely passed the eyeball test. So uh, we get Metaphor, and they're hanging out doing a Matrix impression. Uh, <laughs> and Glenn, you're the resident pop culture expert. Is there... Is there an inside thing on the Matrix being used here, or is this just random? Because I get it that it's Matrix, but is there like a a tie-in, or is it just let's just dress like the Matrix? I think they just found uh, some, you know, uh, leather trench coats backstage. Probably they raided Dijak's closet, and Dijak's uh... <laughs> yeah. I think it's hilarious that Jack asked for a tie-in when last week wasn't he dressed in some weird like costume and one of them was like on top of the other they were like live streaming on instagram yeah. this is so random there's no time to anything this group no it's fun <laughs> and i think um you know they're very entertaining but yeah it's funny Th- this is the problem heritage cup is putting on like some of the best pure wrestling matches we've seen in all of wwe in quite some time and that's saying a lot especially for nxt but it is a little overshadowed by the fact that metaphor is like just so damn entertaining in whatever they do, it's like again, Noam Dar will ever be forever be the Heritage Cup champion in my heart. Well, he should be because he's the best. But Issa, yes. talk to me a bit about metaphor here. Uh, and this they to the point of these matches being great. We'll talk about the matches in a second. This gives us that entertainment. We get the sports in the ring, but we get the entertainment up on the metaphor lounge. Well, they need it, they need the entertainment because I think the, the Heritage Cup stuff is still not hitting with some people. The rules are weird, tournaments. I mean, maybe it's because of AEW, but it feels like I'm burnt out from tournaments. But these, yeah. but these guys are making this work and are making you really be into it. You want to see who's going to try to take this from Noam Dar and, and you are afraid everybody's going to fail just the way that he is. But we do need the entertainment because, I mean, while we're getting some amazing bangers, you know, in, in the ring, it's still hard to get into, like, the Heritage Cup. But I'm more into the story behind it than I am into the actual winning of the cup itself. Well, one of the great matches we got that I'm really glad we were able to see and they were given time, Butch versus Tyler Bate, uh, hard hitting. They use each other's finishers. They rely, they told the story of them knowing each other and Butch using his better end finisher, one that I don't think we've seen in a long time, as as long as I can remember. Uh, Issa, I I think we, you and I would agree that Butch is great, but uh, both of us are probably a little sad. The greatest dies in professional (laughs) wrestling come to an end in the Heritage Invitational tonight. They better put him in a different storyline immediately so we don't have to go through, you know, Tyler Bates' legs withdrawals here. I need to see him on TV every week. But, man, this guy is just, every time you see them in the ring together, Tyler Bates and Butch, they're great. And we are blessed to have that match. I thought it was going to go to a draw. I mean, that ending, yeah. it was like 10 seconds left. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to have them go to a draw, aren't they? And I would have not been shocked. I mean, they kind of no. both deserve the win here. Um, but, yeah, I, I really did think it was going to a draw. But excellent match. Uh, Tyler Bate and his legs are hugely over in my household. Do you think in general. Yes. Do you think uh, the Butch era is coming to an end? No. But you, know, you think they're going to keep it as Butch? I think, I think he's Butch forever. I I think the internet thinks that it's coming to an end, but I think the internet has thought it's coming to an end for a very long time. And I don't think it's coming to an end. And Vince is like, we put a lot of money into this butch character. 
you, we're not you, letting that go. Vince McMahon is more powerful than ever. You think now he's going to go, yeah, just throw out that name I gave him. Yeah, Pete. Take Can't it. take a guy. There are no tough guys named Pete. Yeah, so I don't think that's going anywhere. Um, but I, I thought it was going to be a time limit draw too because they they announced the time limit, which is always usually the key. The key. But uh, later on, Glenn, I want your thoughts. We got Duke Hudson versus Joe Coffey. Yeah. Uh, looks like Joe Coffey has it in the bag, but Duke gets the roll-up win, and now we got a tiebreaker or a tie for Group Three. Later, we get the triple threat tiebreaker. Uh, the thing that caught me about this is. I found myself really starting to root for Duke Hudson throughout. Yeah. The night. Well, he's got that chase you rub. He's the, the standard bearer now, like now that the hell is turned over to the dark side, you know, like Duke's Duke's all they got. So Everyone is going to be fighting for a chance to join chase you now. Cause they know that whoever the number one person is in chase True. you is going to skyrocket. But uh, we get a, a triple threat later in the night, uh, and we'll talk about that one in just Why a moment. Why book a tournament that can end in a tie? Makes no sense. I just want to point that out. Well, because why else would they have had the weird point structure they had? I thought it was cool. It was different. Okay. It was interesting. Okay. I like I like this tournament. I like tournaments. I like brackets. I you like, like everything, Jack. That's been established stuff. here. We know you like everything. I don't like everything. There, Jack Jack retweets a lot of things. It's like, you know, Halloween candy, you can keep only one. You know. <laughs> you can't pick just one. <laughs> I pick all of them. Uh, but one thing I think we all loved was uh, Thea Hale getting yeah. her makeover on. Um, we get to see the new and improved Thea Hale next week. Glenn. Uh, <laughs> At one point, JC Jane said, we need more leather. Do you agree? I mean, it was interesting. It's always fun to see someone dress and play against type and go in the opposite direction. I'm bummed they didn't go to Hot Topic. Uh, my wife looked it up. It's a boutique in Orlando owned by, I believe, a basketball player and his wife um, where they went to do the shopping segment. But uh, this was fun, but not as fun as it could have been. I like Thea's reactions about being shocked by things. Um, but yeah, we will see what this new look is next week when we get uh, the emergence of Dark Thea. I would answer the question. Yes, we always need more leather. It's a, it's a good answer. I do feel like they could have... Um, I think it was fine how it was. I do think they could have done a lot more, though. Like they yes. done, In my mind, I was thinking... I know it's not comedy, but I was thinking like the Dumb and Dumber thing where like they're getting the hair done and the nails done yeah. and the, the new clothes and you know i think you could have had other characters involved and like you know the person who works at the store being like what about this one and then be like yeah. no you know what all that kind of stuff i feel yeah. like they could have pulled on this a little bit more but a level concept b execution but uh i am interested to see what this final makeover looks like because they teased it they wouldn't let us see so we'll have to find out uh, Roxanne Perez took on Lola Vice. Vice used a lot of submissions in this one, but Roxanne reverses it to get the pin and the win. After the match, Roxanne is like, Becky, can I be your partner? And Becky's like, nah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, because that's literally how it went. Isa, like, could you imagine going to your hero and being like, man, if there's anything I can do to like help you out, and there's like, nah, beat it. <laughs> like, it's interesting with Roxanne this story that they've told where it's like she was champion 
then she wasn't champion. And then you think every time there's an opportunity, like, oh, she's going to get pushed right back to the top. And it's just like, they're constantly being like, no, that's not happening. No, that's not happening. It's not happening. And I like, I'm starting to feel a little bad at this point. Uh, well, you know who doesn't feel bad, Becky Lynch. <laughs> right? True. Well, she's big time. Uh, but Issa, I want to ask you about Lola Vice. Because uh, Roxanne, obviously, future of wrestling, very talented. I think mean, we all know that she's great. Lola Vice still new here. Did she win you over? She, her and, the, like I told you earlier, the pairing of her and Electra has really, really helped. Um, it's, it's kind of working right now. I want to see where it goes. I, I haven't seen enough of her in the ring, but the two of them together, I think is working. And you can, th- even the crowd reaction to the two of them, I mean, you can't blame them. Look at them, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, I like her. I want to see where it goes. She's, she's, she's growing on me quite fast. Uh, but this was a fun match. Yeah, Glenn, I, I look at, again, I mean, Roxanne, I think we can talk about Roxanne and how she's got a bright future, but I feel like that's pretty apparent. I feel like that's saying yeah. a young young LeBron James, like he's going to be pretty good at basketball. You know that Patrick Mahomes kid? I think he's got a future. I, I think that, yeah, she's great. Uh, but I think Lola Vice, to me, seems to be checking all the boxes of someone mm-hmm. who may have a very bright future. Do you see anything in Lola Vice? Do you, what do you think her ceiling is? I like Lola a lot. It seems like they're giving her more TV time um, as we go. I think the NXT Women's Division is so resilient. It's amazing. No matter how many times they rate it and do call-ups, within two or three months, it's back to having an abundance of talent that could be credible champions. So it'll be interesting to see where they go in a post-Becky era. Like, I'm very, very curious who's going to get that next turn. It could be end up being Lyra Valkyra. I think that's where it will be go, but I think she's so, going to the main roster. <laughs> something mm. that has nothing to do with the women's division is Eddie Thorpe saying that Dijak was calling oh, him a savage, and if he wants to have a, if he wants to be a savage, let's get in a strap match, and that way Eddie Thorpe can whip the bark from the trunk of Dijak. Uh, Glenn, this is kind of what I think we all expected to happen with this, where we thought it was going. Do you like the execution? I think it's very interesting um, the direction that they're going with this. I think Eddie Thorpe is going to come out on top of this feud. And uh, it's a very interesting angle that they're doing with this and him tapping in specifically to like his heritage um, with a lot of these story beats that they're doing here. So I'm excited for this. I think the strap match is going to be great. I think Dijak is like, how should I put this? Like, I think Dijak, his hard justice thing didn't really take off, but he's become like double S tier enhancement talent in NXT. Like he's like you beat him and you're legitimate. And so I think Eddie Thorpe is on that path. I call him the, uh, my term for it is I would say a a level one boss. There you go. Like he's once you get through him, like he's the first person you got. If this was a WWE 2K career mode, he's the one that you approach first and is like, "Listen, kid, I'm the boss around here, and you got to beat him." Uh, now let's go sneak out and wrestle a lucha show wearing masks. Yeah, and then it, then it goes into some weird. Yeah, you're like, that. yeah, it's very. Super- <laughs> <laughs> those those career modes in 2K get get really screwy. Yeah, <laughs> and then let me look at my phone to see who's f- starting a feud with me on Twitter. Uh, 
but uh, Issa, um, do you where where do you fall with Dijak and Eddie Thorpe? Do you like these two? I mean, this clearly feels like it's about to wrap up. Are they better off than they were when they started? I like Dijak a lot. Um, Eddie Thorpe hasn't grown on me yet, but I I see a lot of people really really like him. Um, I'm glad that they made sense out of the whipping of the tree <laughs> because that whole thing was weird. Uh, turning it into a threat match, I think it's quite creative. I think that's uh, it's a ballsy move after the strap match that we just saw a few weeks ago. Um, and, and there's going to be comparisons, and I just think that Starks and Dan- Brian put on such a classic that I just want to see what these guys do. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, we'll see where it goes. But I'm a bigger fan of Dijak than I am of Torp at the moment. Mm. I think they'll be their, their strap match will be very different, but I think it'll still be very good. Uh, oh, yeah, 1,000%. I always go back to, like, I remember when Dajak faced Wesley. Still one of my favorite NXT matches of the year, and, and I didn't know what to expect going into it. So I know they, they will shock us and surprise us. I just want to see how they defer so that we can talk about both matches completely different because we strap matches are kind of hard to set them apart because they're the same concept. You're tied to each other. You're going to beat each other up with this strap. You know what I mean? So how do you make stuff? it different? What? Well, when they're slapping meat with a strap. It's called tenderizing, Glenn. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, it doesn't distract me. I mean, they're they're not. I don't consider I don't consider Brian or Starks in the big meaty man category. So it was distracting. Dijak will be there, but not Torb. So, no, I mean, if there were two big meaty men slapping straps, then maybe it would be more distracting. I don't know. The, I, I will say, I want to give Dijak his flowers for probably better than anyone. He understands the assignment whenever he's yeah. given a, a role. Like you mentioned the Wesley match. Like he understood he's the big powerhouse that's going to throw him around. And then when he has uh, like Di- or uh, Dragunov, it's I'm going to be brutal, hard hitting, and try to bloody you up. Like he understands how he fits into each scenario really well so that he always puts on good matches with whoever he's with. It's that's something he does very, very well. I um, hope that Jack wins. Well, speaking of Dragonoff, who I just mentioned, <laughs> this is a segue. Uh, he's backstage and he tells Mackenzie he's still hurting, but at no mercy, his dragon wings will be covered in gold. So um, this leads to another backstage segment with Dom Mysterio talking to Trick Williams and Dom says, look, man, I'm used to living in someone else's shadow. Trick's like, I'm not like that with Mello. It's all cool. And Dom's like, whatever, man. And then this goes to Dom Mysterio versus Carmelo Hayes. And it's a good one. But eventually, like I said earlier, everyone ends up in the dragon's lap. And it all boils down into a big fight. And Dom leaves everyone laying until Dragon Lee comes out and kicks Dom in the face. Issa I loved every little individual piece of this, but as our pal Jimmy Corderas would say, lots of potatoes, not a yeah. lot of bag. Yeah, I agree. Um, I kind of figured the match was going to end this way because both of these guys are going to be defending their title, so I feel like everybody needed the win or nobody could afford to lose. So I was like, some shenanigans are going to go down. I was waiting to see if it was going to be Dragon if it was going to be Dragon Lee. I think while it was a lot of potatoes, I think they did a good job at keeping all the storylines going and reminding you, hey, this is what Melo's got going on. This is what Dom's got going on. Um, and and the, the tease of, of this trick thing with Melo between him and everybody, because we saw him later on to talk to uh, 
Joe Gacy and Ava Rain. So I think it worked. Was it a little bit of a cluster? Yes, but it did work and Dragunov looked like a star taking everybody out. When when Dominic slapped Dragunov, I was like, why are you suicidal? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I felt the same way. And Glenn, I want your thoughts on this. It felt like when Dom slapped Dragunov, he had some extra stank on it. I think it feels like people know, like, <laughs> It's Dragunov. I can just hit him as hard as I want and it'll be okay. I mean, I guess there are worse things to be, uh, ways to be thought of. I mean, you know. Uh, like, I would much rather be no, thought of was, as the guy you need to go light on. It and was a slap. You're just sitting like, there and you're just like, slap. like, I'm that Jack Farmer. Slap. I'm S-A-W-F-T soft. Like, don't. Sure. Don't come at me. Sure. <laughs> I don't care. I'll put that on a shirt. I, I bleed easily. Like. <laughs> And copiously. Like, John I wouldn't Mox want to make a mess like, on you. John Mox like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that leads to, uh, as Issa kind of alluded to a second ago, Joe Gacy and Ava Rain sees that Trick is sad and lonely, and they offer him an olive branch from their tree. But Trick says, nah. Quoting Becky Lynch, actually. Um, <laughs> Trick Mellow Gang is what they say. Glenn uh trick is becoming the prettiest girl at the ball glenn i know it's interesting how they're how they're i mean they're teasing the split so hard that i i think we're gonna get the one-on-one after this i think um the feud is finally gonna happen right after we get past no mercy i feel like it has to with trick and carmelo i i feel to me it seems like what would ha- what feels like it's going to happen is yeah it'd eventually be Trick and Mello with Trick winning the NXT title and Mello going off to the main roster mm. as sort of a goodbye thing in that way that'd be a good ending that way you know Tri- uh, Mello's kind of passing the torch on for Trick to now be the leader of NXT and Mello will go off and become one of the greatest of all time on the main roster yeah that'd be cool. That's my ceiling for you, Carmelo Hayes. The One of the best of all time. Don't make a liar out of me. No pressure. Actually, there's a lot of pressure. I've never been wrong about anything in my life, Carmelo. Don't make me wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So, we uh, something else that would happen is uh, Mustafa Ali's upset that Dragon Lee is getting a title shot uh, on Raw for the North American Championship. Issa, as he was talking, I was thinking... He sounds like he has a podcast that does after shows of wrestling shows because that's exactly what I think a lot of, how a lot of us would be talking about. Wait a minute, isn't Ali the number one contender? Why does Dragon Lee get a title shot? I thought he sounded like he's running for office. I agree, uh, and I absolutely love this character. Of him. Do you do you like where uh, Ali's going, Isa? I do. I do. Um, I just I think it's funny that he like brought that up because a lot of times we see them book things that make no sense. Obviously, we talk about it, but they never address it. So it just felt cool that that Ali was like, "Man, what the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I I do like this character. Ali has so many layers and he's done so many things. I doesn't get enough credit, honestly. <laughs> and he tries to make everything work. I'm excited for his match at No Mercy. I I do think he's getting dumb. I don't think that Dragon Lee is winning on Raw, mm. but um. But I'm, I'm excited for the match, and I think it's working. Uh, Glenn, I, let's give you the, the Booker pencil, pen, whatever mm. they're using these days, the smartphone, tablet, whatever they're writing it on. What's the better outcome? 
Dom retains and we get Dom versus Ali at No Mercy or Dragon Lee wins. And now there's a bit of friction between Dragon Lee and Ali in this situation. I think Dragon Lee and Ali would be a better match, but sorry, like Dirty Dom is ratings. Yeah. And if I'm booking this right now, I'm like, look, I got to make the man happy and, you know, the TKO team happy to get that bag from USA Network. So I'm, yeah, hey, if you can give me Roman Reigns as NXT champion right now, I'll take it. Um, cause we got to get people to watch the show. So I think Dominic Becky, like, I think they gotta, they gotta ride this a little bit more and then we'll have a nice open palette. I hope they just don't do it all at once. I hope it's not like in the same night, like, um, you know, everyone gets out of there. Although man, wouldn't it be interesting if they were able to have, uh, now I don't know how they would do it though. I was gonna say it'd be great if they had NXT pushback. Where they're like, "Hey, all you main roster people, get out of here!" But there's no allegiance. Well, in the that's main what roster I thought people. they were gonna do, especially when I saw Kiana James unite with Tiffany. I thought I was like, "We're gonna start some kind of thing where they don't want these people to come yeah. down to take their championships." You know, I think that yeah, would yeah. be a cool story. Yeah, but uh, but they would. You never have Becky and Dom and Baron Corbin be like, "Okay, until we fight our way out of here, we're a team." <laughs> you know, that would be a fantastic fantastic segment to see them try to get along and then by yeah. the end of the segment like yeah this isn't working yeah and they just leave nxt they're like screw <laughs> this place yeah you know what yeah this is we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna work well together. but look this is the hottest nxt has been i mean in forever right they i mean maybe survivor series the year nxt was in, involved you know that was the last yeah. time although i have to say it'd be great if they did that again this year if they involve NXT and survivors, I think they might do it given the TV ratings negotiation or TV rights negotiation. I could see that happening, but no, I think um, NXT is going to be fine in the long run, but this has been a huge shot in the arm. And it's not like, I mean, look titles. Yes. Like Dominic having that title, Becky having that title does take away, take away an opportunity from a homegrown NXT superstar, but it's not, I mean, still there's more talent featured on NXT in two hours than any other wrestling show in existence. Like people are getting those spots and they're getting more eyeballs on those spots because of having Dominic Mysterio and Becky Lynch there and to a much lesser extent, Baron Corbin, who's getting his massage backstage. I can't remember. I think it was Bischoff was talking about how uh, were people worried about their spot when Hogan came to WCW and he was like, no, because Hogan was going to make them all richer. Yeah. You know, I feel that's probably the way it is with NXT. Like I'm sure Tiffany would love to be champion, but it's like you're working oh, no. the program with Becky Lynch. Come yeah, on. this is better. Like, um, you know, and I know, I know people are worried about what the the Fed is going to do with interest rates. I know people look at the stock market, um, but I want to say that the proof positive that the American co- economy is working is that Baron Corbin can afford massages again. Yeah, and he's getting one right outside of the area that Briggs and Jensen decided to have a big fight about something that happened a week ago. But um, this this was fun to me. Corbin, uh, Issa, Corbin is like becoming gold in NXT. He's got yeah. the perfect level of I'm, you know, for, for lack of a better term, I'm better than you, but I'm so much, I don't even care. I just don't want to deal with you. You're like <laughs> yeah. beneath me. I don't care about you guys. Shut up. Issa, tell I me am. about Baron Corbin. I, I always been a fan of Baron Corbin, especially at the end of days. One of my favorite finishers uh, doesn't get talked about enough 
I love everything that he's doing in NXT to the point that I found myself asking multiple times, where's Baron Corbin throughout the show tonight before he finally showed up. And I'm yeah. like, wait, am I, am I missing Baron Corbin? Like, where's this coming from? Uh, a little sad that we didn't see Brown Breaker because I am looking forward to this big meaty men slapping meat festival they're going to put on at No Mercy. But I love this here. The attitude, like, excuse me, you're interrupting my mustache. And I was like, that is, that is Baron Corbin. That's what you expect from this guy. Doesn't disappoint. Love him. Keep it up, bud. They need him to start roasting the roster. He was almost doing this tonight with uh, Brooks and Dunn and uh, what's her face um, when he was just like, "Who cares?" He but he needs to be like, "So what? Such so and so's cheating on who is so and so, and you're a virgin. Who cares? This is a wrestling company." You should like right. go up to Schism and be like, "Are you running a cult? Or are you here to actually wrestle? Like, what's your thing? Does this cult make you money? Then then who cares?" You know? Well, if you're the leader, it does. Yeah, but um, they, they did get a like... good burning there when they were like, "Well, you want to act like the biggest badass in NXT when you're back there getting a massage?" And I was like, "Hey, massages are okay." Yeah, <laughs> doesn't Briggs... make you any less of a of a hard ass. <laughs> Briggs is the one with the big beard, right? I always mix. I don't those know two which up. one is which. Yeah, we don't know which one's which. He he seems like a very angry individual. He's always upset about something. Even when even back when it was like happy and like he was like. You're a virgin. I need to help you. He's like, I'm going to help you. Ah! I was like, geez, dude. This cool is where Baron like, Corbin could be so good to just make that his gimmick to remind people like, uh, this is a wrestling company. We're here to wrestle. Like Chase, she was like, are you, are you even accredited? Like what is going, like what's going on? What's going on here? This is dumb. You should just hate on everybody's gimmick. Well, yeah. it does. It, that would actually be kind of like, even in this situation, it'd be an interesting thing if he said, okay, well, Jensen, I'll show you if you focus on wrestling, you'll do yeah. better. And then he teams with Jensen once and he wins. And then Jensen starts to go, well, Briggs, what the heck? I won with Corbin. What's going on with you? You know, or I don't know, something could happen there. But uh, yeah, no, they could do a lot with this. But Baron is Baron is great when he's just like, I'm going to stop just short of breaking the fourth wall and just be not into this ridiculousness. Um, so we got the finals of bracket B Duke Hudson versus Nathan Frazier versus Joe Coffey. Uh, and it ends with, uh, with Joe Coffey getting the win and winning his bracket. He'll be facing Butch next week. Uh, Issa, was I the only one that I felt like this is a little bit unfair to, uh, to Duke Hudson and Joe Coffey that Nathan Frazier fresh as a daisy gets to jump into this match. I was like, that's uh, who's booking this show? Come on, like that's not fair to them. How come he gets a, that's a, a good free point? I actually didn't think about that. That's a that's a very valid point. Agreed. Mm. I was still disturbed by Joe Coffey things he was doing to Duke Hudson here. It was you were disturbed. It was, I was disturbed. What was disturbing you? You know what was Jack? Don't play. I mean, Joe Coffey does have his application in to join the Thigh Guys as well. So. Um, it's, it's still being reviewed, but he might be an official certified thigh guy shortly. Um, but, uh, Glenn, I want to talk to you about, we nitpick a lot of things here, but I thought, and I alluded to it earlier, something that they did so well in the storytelling is Duke Hudson here mm -hmm. and how not even, I'm not talking about the match stuff, but just the way they kind of presented everything. I really, from a just personal level, found myself rooting for yeah. Duke Hudson and it wasn't it's not just because like I'm a, I, I like Duke Hudson and well enough and everything but 
just the way they told the story made me really want to see him overcome yeah. the win tonight. Well, he beat his gambling problem. He was a compulsive gambler. Well, he hides it better. He enrolled in college, went on to become the MVP, and then made it to the finals of bracket B. Um, no, but but seriously, Duke Hudson is a great example of how you can have this larger-than-life kind of ridiculous gimmick and story that sounds nuts out of context, but it just works in the moment. I absolutely wanted him to, to, to win I rooted this for him both times tonight. I found myself really, really rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get why Joe Coffey got the win. I think there's a lot of reasons why that makes sense, too. But, man, as a fan, just, like, fan-wise, I was like, come on. Like, Duke, you got this, man. And it felt yeah. like he was going to win. It felt like it was going to happen. I was so excited. Uh, but... It wasn't meant to be. We'll see how that one turns out. Uh, we get to the finale, the main event. Tiffany Stratton and Kiana James, uh, they attack Lynch while she's making her entrance, but Lyra Valkyria gets involved, and apparently the ref is allowed to just change matches on the fly. So it's a tag team match. Everyone works together pretty well until Becky lays out Kiana, and then Valkyria hits the splash for the pin. Post-match, Stratton uses a chair to lay everyone out, and Becky says, fine. Extreme rules at no mercy, giving us two pay-per-view names in one match. Uh, Glenn, why is it that bad guys who are supposed to be unlikable and hate everybody, why do they tend to work together better than people who are supposed to be likable? It's kind of weird, right? It's um, it's like the, the Super Friends conundrum, you know, that like the Legion of Doom, the villains, yeah. you know, would always get along and be able to work together like Lex Luthor and Joker. Lex Luthor and Joker, think about that a second. Can yeah. put aside their madness and differences to work together to take yeah. down Superman and Batman. But Superman and Batman, like Batman's, you know, a little intimidated. Yeah. Well, he should be. I mean, Superman, come on. Yeah, I mean, he keeps like some kryptonite, you know, like in a little pouch, just in case he ever needs to bust it out and show him who's in charge. Yeah, I mean, come on. Though. I mean, Superman can fly up to space, blast him with lasers, and be done with it. Come yes. On. So it goes to show, though, that that evil can set aside their differences in the name of evil, but uh, people on the side of good and truth and justice, you know, um, they want to they they want to argue about the nuance a bit too much, and that's why evil always wins. It's well, evil does tend to win more often than not. It seems, uh, Issa, you also believe that evil wins more often than not. Why is it that the people who are supposed to be lovable can never get along? I don't know. It depends on what you consider lovable. That's subjective. Think about, think about Star Wars and think about the new Star Wars. And after Return of the Jedi, after they killed Darth Vader, they killed the Emperor. Issa has no clue what I'm referring to with this. Uh, the Rebel Alliance started the New Republic and all the infighting about, well, we should do it this way. No, we should do it this way. That's what allowed the First Order to rise and Kylo Ren to rule the galaxy once again with an iron fist. But you can't make a fist without getting all of your fingers to work together. And that's what... <laughs> Kylo Ren does better than anybody. Um, Please stop. <laughs> so, so one of these days you're going to watch Star Wars. And we're going to have a great I, conversation. I never have, it. and I'm not planning about. It. I'm not planning on it anytime soon. You know, Roman Reigns is going to be in the next Star Wars, and you're going to be all about Star Wars. I can watch him wrestle. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that pretty much just summed up the show, I guess. Uh, 
before we go through and give our final thoughts, everyone in the chat, let me know your final thoughts of the show. Uh, gave it a ranking out of 10, I guess. Let me know what you think. Uh, Issa, what were your overall thoughts and where can the world find you online? I thought it was a fun episode of NXT. A lot of really good in-ring. Um, they're building up a No Mercy a lot better than Fastlane. I don't even think we have any confirmed matches for Fastlane yet. Um, I thought that my takeaway here is that I'm really paying attention to the people they have um, Laura in the ring with. She had that great match with uh, Rhea Ripley. Now they had her tag team with Becky. I think she's our next main roster bound person in NXT. But yeah, I enjoyed it. And I am looking forward to No Mercy. I think it's building up to be a fine show. And yeah, yeah people can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, my own YouTube channel. You guys can find me everywhere. Just search NYC Demon Diva. Uh, Kelvin says uh, in the chat, Issa is my favorite lovable heel. So, am hey, I yours? Come back, Kelvin, like what NJF is doing now. So <laughs> take Kelvin's word for it. Give Issa a follow. Uh, Glenn, tell me your overall thoughts of the show. Uh, where can we find you online? And is Star Wars the most beloved franchise that everyone says they hate almost every episode? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that's almost definitely true. I think, uh, you know, after Empire Strikes Back, it was all downhill. But um, so tonight, solid episode, MBEXT. Lots of good things happening. No Mercy is going to be hot. Going to set Bakersfield ablaze with all the excitement and energy that NXT is going to bring. Looking forward to it. Um, You can find me online at Glenn Rubenstein. And if you want to hear... Funny stories from my childhood, Raj Geary's childhood, and Matt Morgan's childhood. Check out our new podcast, Gigantic Pop, which you can find on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and the latest episode, Raj Geary reveals he's never been in an actual fight and never been punched in the face, um, which is crazy. And I tell the story about how, in a weird roundabout way, in fifth grade, I kind of bullied a bully into bullying me even further only glenn <laughs> all that and more on gigantic pop episode yeah uh, we gotta hear about that i gotta hear exactly how some how you bullied a bully into bullying more i put uh, i picked, took a page out of daniel larusso from the karate kid took a little page out of his playbook it's a hell of a story please tell me you tried to crane kick him and you oh fell. everybody did that i mean come on like that was if you were alive in the 80s you tried to throw yeah. some crane kicks yeah, you put your one foot up and they're like, yeah. no, come at me. No, you come at me. No, you come at me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm going to be on commentary for Prestige Wrestling Sunday, September 24th. We've got some banger matches coming through. Check nice. that out on IWTV Streaming Live. You can hear my voice just narrating over great wrestling. Uh, it's a great, it's a great combo. Check that out. I want to thank everyone who joined us in the chat. Alicia, MDB, 999, Pepita Jr., Baby Ice. Uh, we got Max Feldman. We got Killer, a Demon 669, Julian Floyd, Jason uh, Prate. I always feel like I say your name wrong, Jason. I apologize. But uh, Tomio and everyone else, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, and make sure to stay tuned. Well, not stay tuned, but check it out tomorrow for the AEW after show uh, right here on Wrestling Inc. And this is the sign off.